Welcome to the show. Great to have you. Welcome to the number one show on innovative teamwork. We're here. We're coming. We're not stopping. It's going to continue to grow and grow and grow. And I have to thank all you guys. Thank you, listeners, whoever brought you to this episode and whoever brought you to this podcast. Thank them. I appreciate you guys so very much. It's not only this podcast, but now as of this recording, I just actually found out a couple maybe a couple hours ago that I've reached my watch time hours on YouTube and I can start monetizing and, you know, bringing in revenue for the things that I'm very, very passionate about, which is speaking, which is, you know, recording and listening and, you know, developing in the thought leadership world and really bringing the whole move swiftly concept, move swiftly brand to as many people as humanly possible, as many business owners as humanly possible to adopt the way of thinking, this type of thinking. All right. It's very, very, very means means the world to me to to be able to to get into this and and teach business owners. That's what the tagline to this show is all about. The Move Swiftly podcast educating business owners on innovative teamwork. That's what I've been about from jump from jump all right now my regular listeners you already know how i get down man right to the point and i gotta talk to you guys today because as of this recording i'm recording this one month i'm officially one month from running my first ever full marathon which is the plan the plan is to be the first of many marathons i was actually speaking to someone yesterday and i was telling her you know look this is not this isn't just a one and done thing. I plan on becoming a marathoner and being that guy that's running three or four marathons every single year. That's the plan. That's the mindset. All right. So today I want to talk to you guys about talk to you uh, today. I'm going to talk to you guys to, about how I actually became a runner. All right. There's several things that got me to this point. And I, as I'm reflecting and I'm thinking back to how much I actually hated running or how much I actually hated running when I played football, I hated running to the point in which my last, it was my last season of playing college football, I played football at Stony Brook university. I actually failed my conditioning test. All right. Every year, for those of you who are, who aren't familiar with college football or professional football, every single year there's a conditioning test that we have to take before before we actually start practice. And I played college football for three seasons, two different programs for three different and three different seasons. Right? It was my yeah my my freshman year. I was at Carson Newman College. My, my sophomore year, I tore my ACL. I couldn't play. In my last two years, my junior and senior year, I played at Stony Brook University. All right, so. Three, uh, two out of the three seasons in which I actually got on the field and played, I failed my conditioning. <laughs> I failed my conditioning test going into the season. All right. I, I hated running as a player. It was not my thing. 
I was not as passionate about running and jogging as I am today. All right. Twice, twice I failed it. All right. So it just the thinking about that and the understanding of that, knowing how things have come full circle from when I played, I was with 20 in the early twenties and now I'm going to be 35 in a few months and to see how I'm in better shape now than I was in my early twenties. It's amazing. It's amazing. And there's several things, there's several steps, there's several levels to this in which I want you guys to understand. All right. Under first of all, first and foremost, family. All right. Family, the connection with family. The reason I was able to make this switch, all right, and become a runner, become someone that is in the best shape of his life at 35 years old and is getting ready to run 26.2 miles, 26.2 miles. All right. Is because there's a connection with family. There's a deeper and bigger, huge connection I have with running when it comes to family. In fact, the second book, the second book in which I have put I, that I wrote is titled Make Your Move, which you can get on makeyourmove.com. That's M-A-K-E-Y-A-M-O-V-E.com. I start that book talking about how my mother used to wake me up at 5 a.m. every single morning, 5 a.m. every single morning. And I mean, just look, tell me, look, let's go for a run. And she would kind of wave this dream, this dream that I had of playing in the NFL, this dream that I had of playing college football and, and being this big football star. Every time I would be upset, every time I say, look, I don't feel like going, I don't want to go. She would just start waving it. She'd start pointing at the posters on my wall, all these NFL guys I have on my wall and all that kind of stuff and talk about, okay, you, know, you, you trying to go to the league, but you ain't willing to wake up and take a run in the morning. And that, that's all I need to hear. So I would hate running. I would hate the fact that she would wake me up this early. Yet, you know, there was this feeling. There was this feeling I would get once we were done. And I, I always remember her telling me when we were done running, like, look, the hardest part is just waking up. The hardest part is just waking up. And now I can't, you know, I can't go a morning without taking a run. So the connection and the conversations that we would have during those times is something that I am I'm able to hold on to because once I was through playing, once I was through playing football, once I had it, I was done with it as a player. I was done with the game as a player because I couldn't take the I couldn't take the way I was being treated. I couldn't take the way that I was being I was sort of pushed off and brushed off by these coaches. It was just it the game, the the coaches that I was around it sucked the fun out of the game. They sucked the fun out of the game for me personally, you know, because I was not a pre, I was a walk on at Stony Brook and I was not someone that the coaches really gave two fucks about. None of them actually knew my real name. None of them. I, I was tired of being just kind of being treated as if I was not there being ghosted, quote unquote. And the, the running, you know, the jogging and, and just getting back into shape off for myself, not for some coach after I was done playing, that brought a feeling back. That brought a feeling back where it's me and my mother, where it's time to start my life after football. And every single time, every single time, this is, I'm, I'm telling you the truth now, every single time when I moved back home from when, when I graduated, when I left Stony Brook, I would go out and I'd run and I wouldn't run that often, but there'd be this feeling that comes over me where I'm starting to get control back on my in my life. So for the majority of the videos that you see of me on YouTube and the majority of time, the reason that running became such a, a powerful mechanism for me is because there was there was this sense of getting a connection or getting back a connection that football had taken away from me and my mother football. You know, the the love and the the, the commitment that I made to the sport of football 
had taken that connection from my mother because I was so gelled into what I was going to be doing on the field that by the time I was done playing and I started running again, I started getting, getting in shape again. Number one, I felt like I had control over my ability to get in shape. I was doing it for myself. And two, I felt I was getting back in control. Uh, I was getting back a relationship with my mother and, you know, I was able to start and I was able to start a brand new life. I didn't know for the most part, when you looked at me, I never got caught up, you know, for, for most of the, most of my peers, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. Most of my peers who, well, most of anyone, not even just my peers, but most of the college football players out there who do not make it to the league, the majority of them, they get caught up with some, some girl, they get caught up with the, you know, the college lifestyle that that transition becomes an incredibly, incredibly challenging thing to make when you don't, when you're not going to be good enough to go pro, which is 99% of the college football players out there are not going to be good enough to go to the NFL. Even the ones that are good enough to go to the NFL, it, it still is a very difficult thing for them to, ch to, to find their way and things of that nature. All right. So what running did for me, it gave me the connection back. It started to rebuild that connection that was lost. All right. Not only that, but also, also the deeper into the story, when it comes to not only just my mother, there's a deeper connection with my grandmother. So I want you guys to understand now, one of the things, you know, now that I've been around runners, I'm a member of the Palm Beach Road Runners, and I'm around people now that you know, they do this. They do. They put on races. You know, they taste races. They've been doing this for years. They MC it. They've been giving me a ton of advice in terms of how to create my own race. And just they, they're so into it. They, they believe, like, when I tell you they are hardcore to the bone runners, diehard athletes that are all up in, I mean, they're in their 40s and their 50s. And they're still out there just getting after it, man. I'm telling you, that's the kind of people I'm around nowadays those are like the, the the people that make up my peers these days right and they're always telling me about how it's something that was carried down from generation to generation to generation and that's something that I want to build that's one, one of the things I want to build and I got to commend I actually have to commend my mother on this because there back when we were young we were young we lost my I she lost her mother I lost my obviously my grandmother we lost her to breast cancer and I remember the first time I've ever attended like a like an event, a big race event. It was actually my mother who spent months. I mean, she spent months raising money for this three day. It was a three day breast cancer walk by uh, hosted by Evian, the, the water company, Evian Water Company, three day breast cancer walk that my mother actually competed in. And she did three days with 60 miles, 60 miles over three days and I remember her training for it. I remember her actually, you know, asking people for donations, asking uh, my barber, so many things that she did to raise the money. She raised the money, she went, she walked, and it was it was probably one of the, the ranks up there and one of the, at least the top five moments for me, mother, son, my sister, my father, in terms of, in terms of that family moment where you can see she just doing that one thing, her participating in that one race, in that one race completely changes the dynamic and changes the trajectory of where her family is going and where her family came from. You know, she, she tells me all the time, you know, they grew up very poor in Trinidad and Tobago 
and for her to, you know, be in the D.C. metropolitan area doing this best breast cancer walk and, you know, walking on mall and being around all these folks and being able to raise the money, hustle up the money for such a worthy cause. That moment right there, that moment right there changed everything. And, and in fact, I remember my sister, actually, my sister, when my nephew was like just a baby, I remember her competing in walks like that and doing all these things. So the the main thing, one of the main reasons that I became a runner, one of the main motivating factors is the fact that it's a connection. It's a connection that I have with my family. In fact, I remember actually I did a video on this. There was when the uh, the Rock, the Wayne the Rock Johnson, he did a he did a podcast episode on this show called The Pivot. And, you know, you know, Channing Fry, The Pivot is a is a show that's ran by three former NFL football players, Ryan Clark, Freddie, Fred Taylor and Channing Fry. And they asked The Rock, they said, how do you stay motivated? How do you you know, you got millions in the bank and you're still out there lifting every single day. You're still doing your thing. You're still in shape. Right. And The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, he uh, he answered, he goes, look, you know, it's what me and my dad had. It's what me and my dad had in the weight room every day, getting myself right, doing what I got to do. So that that's reason number one that I've shared. Today I'm talking about, just to recap today, or just a reminder, today we're talking about how I became a runner, how I became a runner, given that this, this episode is probably going to come out around the time in which I'll actually be running the marathon. The marathons, by the way, it is the first marathon I'll be running is the GFNY Marathon Grand Fondo, New York. All right, it's not in New York; it's in Sebring, Florida. the The GFNY brand started as a bike trail, and it actually became a marathon, a running marathon, not too long ago. Like I believe, like two, two or three years ago. And and I'll be I'll be running that in Sebring, Florida, in about a month from this recording. All right. Today we are discussing how I became a runner. And number one, first thing you want to write down is the connection it gives me to my family, the connection it, it creates for me and my mother when it comes to just, you know, participating in these races and doing these things and being involved with these things, right? And it it, it it's a connection that was brought back that I lost throughout football. So that's number one. Second thing, the second thing that it does for me, and there, there's there's three main things, all right? It's the connection with my family, the connection with my mom. The second thing is it gives me, it gives me what I had, all right? It gives me just doing the running and being a part and doing, being a part of a team. It gives me everything I had and gives me everything I loved as a football player, all right? I tell people all the time, I played football from seven years old all the way to 22, and my favorite part, my favorite part, the part that I miss the most, that I would oof, I would give my right arm to get back this feeling, is the feeling before a game. All right? It's not during, not during, not after, not at halftime, not, <laughs> not like uh, during a timeout or during the, the – during the – perks or whatever happens after a game which we won't get into all right after parties or anything like that the thing i love the most about being a football player was the feeling before a game in which you're putting your cleats on you're getting yourself right you're putting your cleats on you're lacing them up you're getting your shoulder pads on you're getting yourself you're looking yourself in the mirror you're looking yourself in the eye those moments before coach gives his pregame speech i loved all of it i loved all of it that feeling right there that feeling right there is 
everything, everything I loved about playing the game of football. All right. From seven all the way to 22, that feeling never, I mean, never, never got old. All right. Now, when you're training for marathons and when you're training to be a runner and things of that nature, everything is preparation. Everything is preparation. Everything is preparation. Everything is preparation. You got to prepare yourself. And the same feelings that I had as a player, the same feelings that I had as a player, that connection, that getting ready for war, that putting your mind in a focused place, that getting yourself right and saying, look, this is this is something I'm passionate about. This is something serious about to go on. This is not me just going through the day and just having life pass me by. This is me actually taking something in my life very, very seriously. And I want to do, I want to put my best foot forth, even if I don't, even if I don't make it, even if we don't win the game, or even if I don't hit my miles that particular day. That feeling, that feeling that I get before a run is something that I chase every day. And that's what it gives me. That's what the running gives me. All right. That right there is an, an incredible feeling that you, you, if you're listening to me right now and you've experienced it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you haven't experienced it, here's my challenge to you. Here's my suggestion to you is find it, find it, find something that you are very, very passionate about and, and get active with it, get active way to get uncomfortable make it something that you're uncomfortable with set something set a goal set something that you want to do really really bad and start taking the steps towards doing it that nervous energy that feeling of oh my god i may not hit that mark oh my god i may you know it may be something that's so big so powerful that i may not be able to get that feeling is going to be what pushes you forward all right because that's the same feeling i'm talking about is right before game you don't know what's going to happen. You're not sure you're going to win. You've been hearing all this shit all week. You've been practicing all week about hearing about this player, that player. This one's really good. You got to stand. I played a good counsel. So all week, all year, pretty much it felt like we had to hear about how great the math was and how great their running backs were and how, how much of a solid program that they have, how many NFL players they had, all that shit. And then you get on the field and you realize it's just mano y mano. I could play with these boys, these, you know, all the talking stops. Those feelings stimulate. Those feelings don't just go away. All right. They don't just go away. You got to chase those feelings because they're positive feelings and they're things that are going to level you. They're going to focus you up and put you in a laser like focus. And you can apply that to every single aspect of your life. You can. It's just up to you to chase that feeling and get that feeling every day so it becomes natural to you so it becomes a it becomes second nature just like me doing these podcast recordings i don't i mean there, there was a time where i thought about i put a whole lot of thought about what i was going to say there was actually a time even when i first started where i even sometimes i'd even take notes and, and try to memorize certain points now it's just straight talk straight impromptu speaking and i just give you exactly what i'm talking about I just boom give it to you and that's really what the world needs you know because Another one of the things that I actually spoke about in my first book titled Swiftly is because of technology, because of the world we live in where everybody has their devices that they can they can look you up and they could say what the fuck they can come to whatever conclusion they're going to come to about you. They can judge you however they want to judge you because of that. 
there needs to be a just an authentic face-to-face authentic conversation because the world is starving for those things all right so number one again connection with family number two is it gives me the same feelings the same feelings that i had as a player allows me to be around on a team allows me to push me it keeps me in that mind in that mindset keeps me in that mindset of okay let's wake up every morning every single day is a new day the same way every single week was a new week and it's time to go out and get your shit uh, time to go out and get your money go out and then and make some change happen make something happen all right now the final point the final thing that has again today we're discussing how uh, we're talking a little bit about how I became a runner why I became a runner how I, I made the, the the complete 360 from failing my conditioning test twice all right in college as a football player to now I'm running marathons and things like that I the the, the final thing is of setting personal goals all right now this is big All right, this is big because what starts to happen, what starts to happen, what becomes human nature, what has become human nature for everyone, and everyone struggles with this, myself included, every single, if you're living, if you're living on this planet, you struggle with this, it becomes a struggle to find, to make personal goals because it's human nature, it's human nature for all of us to find a comfort zone, all right, it's human nature, it really is, it's a huge, it's human nature nowadays to find and use other people to create a little comfort zone for yourself, to create a little place for yourself in which, to create a little place for yourself in which you feel comfortable, to create a little, uh, a better, to be in a situation, to be with someone that makes you, like how often have you heard this? Oh, that person just makes me so comfortable. I have such a comfortable job, a comfortable salary. Everything, everything, everything in this world is geared towards making you more comfortable. And I got news for you. I got breaking news for you, breaking news for some of you. Comfort zone is death. All right. The equivalent to your comfort zone is the equivalent to death. If you stay in your comfort zone for too long, you might as well be dead. All right, because you don't know, you don't know the kinds of things, the kind of people that are out there grinding. There are people right now living on the street. There are people right now, right now, who are waking up in situations that are going to drive them and fuel them to make it so they have to make it. In fact, I had I had a girl on this show. Her name was Zoila, Zoila Garcia. As this was like when I first started this podcast, I had a girl. She was a dancer for the Miami Heat, Miami Heat dancers, right? One of the Miami Heat dancers who couldn't afford she could not afford dance lessons so what she did is she would go on youtube every single day and practice she'd just be practicing her moves and eventually she became a miami heat dancer not because she had technical skills or she was able to afford some fancy that ballet services or anything like that but because the situation her situation that made it so she couldn't afford and she just had to go on youtube and grind it out and learn on her own Understand there's a level of uncomfort there, but it makes you stronger. Okay. So because we gotta fight human nature, we gotta fight human nature and get out of our comfort zone, especially if you're a listener to this show. I'm telling you now, if, if you're gonna stay around here for long, you better get the fuck out of your comfort zone, all right, and find something that makes it so you get and, and that, that you're getting better and things like that. What running does for me is it 
continues and continues to make me realize and make me understand the importance of staying away from comfort, continuing to get discomfort, continuing to get discomfort, continuing to get discomfortable, making it so the goals are just a little higher, you know, set the bar a little bit higher every single day. So I'm doing my part to challenge and to, to challenge and to, to make it so that I don't get bogged down. I don't become a victim of what the world tries to create for us, this, this, this place in which we are staying in a comfort zone. I do my part. I'll do my part. That's what the running does for me. Do my part to stay away from that because I've seen so many people fall. I've seen so many people who are living, they're physically here, living, breathing people who are dead, who are dead, who are dead because of how often and how much they've gotten bogged down by their comfort zone. And I say to myself, what running does for me, running does for me is it keeps me away from that shit. It really does. It keeps me away from getting comfortable with a, a, a girl who's just gonna, who's just willing to have sex, right? <laughs> you know, just having the sex and thinking that the sex is going to solve the problem. No, that's you using another person for comfort. What the running does for me is it pulls me away from that, gives me those same feelings, makes it so I'm still exerting energy and getting those endorphins and things like that. And I don't have to use another person to get that feeling of accomplishment, to, to blow off some steam and things of that nature. What most people, most people use sex to do, running does that for me. And now I can more so focus on meeting someone that actually has some substance, right? Meeting someone that's offering me something other than pussy, right? Something more substantial, something that I can actually learn from, right? And that's the important aspect. And again, I'm challenging you. Today's episode is more of a challenge to figure out that thing, because I'm telling you from experience, if you don't find those things, if you don't figure out how to make yourself happy, if you don't figure out how to do things that are going to make you that are going to give you the rewarding feeling and you're always and constantly depending on folks to do it for you you will be ruined you will lose i'm telling you over time it just catches up with you all right so again i uh, today's episode wanted to just make sure i discuss with you how i became a runner because by this time this episode comes out, my mindset will all be about I would have got my first marathon under my belt or at least be close to it. And it would be a huge accomplishment for me. And again, I have to I do have to thank all of you listeners, man, because this thing is taking off. We're taking off. We're going to another level, man. We're going to another level, especially if you've been one of my day one listeners. We're going to another level. And I appreciate you guys so very much. It's 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 been an incredible, incredible journey, and we're still just getting started. And again, all of you guys, all of you guys, every listener, all of you guys, all right. Keep stay with it. Just stay with it. Stay with it. This stuff is it, it's stay with it and empower yourself. Give yourself permission. Give yourself permission to dream. Give yourself permission to set a bar so ridiculously high and go out and get it. If as one crookshank, as one crookshank can do this show with simply no major podcast recording, no major microphones, anything like that. It's just me and my phone. If I can create revenue with just me and my phone grinding it out and giving you substance, there's no telling. There's no reason why you can't go out and make some major things happen in your own life, all right? Fellow teammates, continue to move swiftly. We will talk more soon. Rouse. Push it to the limit. Port of Miami. Oh. Port of Miami.
candy. Ain't got nothing to lose. It's important to family. Never traffic for fun. Only traffic for fun. All I see was the struggle. It's like I'm trapped in the tunnel. I'm barely paid. No water, we barely paid. It better be better days on the way. That's on my dad's way. I'm pushing it hard. I'm pushing it south. If he pushing a lie, he pushing for hours. I waited and waited. I done ran out of patience. They hated and hated. Left them slow dancing and sitting fresh in my white tee. Mac 11, swear to God, I bought my first block. Broke it down and tore the block apart. I push and I push. I ride and I ride. Trying to survive on 9 to 5. Put it all on the line. Had to swap over time. I be pushing them wheels. Yeah, three at a time. I'm pushing it. I'm pushing it. I'm pushing it. I got it. I'm pushing it. Like a vandal off the banana boat Bananas in the rifles, no cyphers I'm just a man with no I pick dudes, my moves that made news I'm smooth, my suede shoes They new like rapers Nobody used to speak Now everybody wave You dunk your mama house You set your sister straight I'm building a dream With elevators in it Tell her make the linen No gators got on my head I see ya, I see ya suckers, suckers I see ya clear I know you see me in that phantom white Allergic to broke, broke, determined to blow On the boat, we hit the work in detergent and soap Ship it from Haiti, baby, I'm whipping them babies Let it dry, let it dry, the whip of a savings Arranging my range, I in the range of parade You gotta push it to the limit, you wanna be paid I push and I push, I ride and I ride Trying to survive on 95 Put it all on the line